0: Welcome to The Intern Whisperer Live, the
1: show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Val.
2: This is Isabella.
1: And this is Duran. On our show tonight is Brad Post, an entrepreneur and owner of Create the Movement, a digital marketing agency in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You can find him at createthemovement.com.
0: Also coming up in this episode of The Intern Whisperer Live, we'll be talking about great leaders, internships, entrepreneurships, and the coolest innovation in your business industries.
2: So how can people find us? Oh, we have so many ways, so many ways. (laughs) You can find us on Pivot, Business Consulting's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram pages. You can find us on Interim Pursuit, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and Instagram. And then on our Interim Pursuit game for Facebook and Twitter. And then you can listen to us live on the MixLR.com forward slash Valencia College Radio. And please follow us on Intern Pursuit. You'll get the notifications when our show is going live. And you can watch us live on our Facebook Intern Pursuit page right now.
1: But before we start the show, we want to talk about our first sponsor, Florida Patient Association, whose mission, mission is to bring support and services to patients in the state of Florida. If you have not received the help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, contact Florida Patient Association for guidance on your rights. Thank you Florida Patient Association for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live.
2: So, tonight we have our employer guest is Brad Post. And I met Brad. We're going to share that story um, on the show, but um, he's a great guy. He owns a show, uh, a company, not a show, but he has a podcast. We'll talk about that too. Um, He owns a business in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it is Create the Movement. So we'll get to hear about his his uh, company. We'll get to hear about his podcast and all kinds of good stuff. So Brad, how long have we known each other? You know, I was like thinking back and trying to figure that out and i have an idea but i was wondering like it's been what a good three years
3: you know i think it's maybe four um I hey thanks for know. having me on the show i'm excited by the way this is fun um yeah i was really thinking so we we got connected through one million cups right right um, so really and so kind of funny
2: because didn't i um i, I don't know how but i I think I saw that you were with 1 million cups and I started liking and connecting with everybody on LinkedIn and following the 1 million cups. And were you in 1 million cups, uh, four years ago?
3: Well, yeah, it was, uh, actually 2013, 2014 is when we, we brought it to Tulsa. I was part of the, uh, the team, the co-organizing team that launched the 1 million cups here in Tulsa. Um, and, uh, yeah, we went up to the Kaufman Center in Kansas City, and kind of our our favorite group of people that were there um, were uh, Orlando, and so I think I think you came in maybe shortly after that, and we connected somehow through the One Million Cups organization. Mm-hmm um is that right i think uh i think you became a co-organizer in in orlando
2: a year Um, before me and um i had noticed you and i said oh i looked at you on linkedin and went well this is good i should connect with you and we had a number of um synergies where i think that we intersected funny thing is guys we've never met in person that's right. So, yeah, I know. Just so you know, yes. that's how the best friendships are made.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right. And
2: I was um, getting ready to go to the One Million Cups Summit. And just so people know what One Million Cups is, Brad, you want to share with them what One Million Cups is for our listeners?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, um, the Kaufman Foundation uh, out of Kansas City um, actually started an entrepreneur program and they wanted to connect um, entrepreneurs together. And so their thought was they started this in Kansas city and they would have, um, usually two startup companies. Um, they had specific parameters around them that had to be a company within three years and they had to be able to scale. And, um, and and innovation
2: to the market.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And so they would present, um, a seven minute, um, presentation of their business. And then we'd have 20 minutes of questions and answers from the community. So, Um, Kansas City blew up to where they were having four or five hundred people and uh, they started looking at different cities to put it in and um, gosh I'm not sure how many cities it's in now but probably more than 60 or 70 um, cities and uh, yeah once a month or actually uh, once a week we would meet and have two startup companies present and then the whole point of the presentation was you know, our last question to that company was, "How can we, um, how can we, the community of Tulsa or Orlando or Kansas City, help you in your business?" And then each one of those presenters would be um, kind of uh, staged to answer that question. So mm-hmm. whether it was they were looking for funding or whether they were looking for, social, uh, love. You know, yeah, some somebody to build their website or something like that, um, you know or somebody to help with marketing or, or whatnot. So, or somebody to help with interns, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Isabella, yeah.
3: So, um, yeah, so it was, it was really fun. I, I dedicated a um, little bit over a year of my life to it and just, just loved it. And it's, uh, it's still going here in Tulsa now. So.
2: Yeah. Um, and I did the same. I uh, was a organizer for 1 million cups here in, in Orlando and I did it for a little over a year, um, but it, it, I love the organization, and it's still going strong here in Orlando, also.
3: Absolutely, yeah.
2: So awesome. super cool. So create the movement. Let's talk about that. You know, how did you decide on that name, Create the Movement? And you're an entrepreneur, so if you want to share your startup journey or to where you are now, feel free. But we definitely want to be able to focus on what your services are and. W- what you provide as the value to your
3: clients. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So um, Create the Movement was actually uh, a vision that I had probably, oh gosh, maybe eight or nine years ago. And so um, I didn't really know what it was going to be yet or um, what it was. At the time, I was working in uh, full-time ministry or in in the nonprofit sector and, uh, so I just launched a site and just started blogging and just started sharing blogs of posts that I had written. And then, um, about, uh, and then and this was actually in Atlanta. So I lived in Atlanta and then just felt a calling to move back to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where all my family is and, you know, everyone I'd grown up with and, um, I'm married and have three kids. And so we have a lot of family around here. So we moved back to Tulsa. And I got connected to a, uh, a marketing company here and started working uh, working with this marketing company and um, it just really kind of helped grow their, their staff from three to 14 employees within a year, um, really grew their income and just kind of had a difference in vision of where the company was going. So I had a, an investor approach me and, and say, do you think you could... You know start your own marketing company and i was like yeah absolutely and so um at the time I, i'm i'm more of a uh, a sales guy uh strategy um project management communication i i can't really um i'm not a developer i'm not a graphic designer um i don't uh you know I, i've got a i always joke around with people because i'm like yeah we've got a you know an an online marketing company that builds websites and I, I can't even build a website. So, um, you know, and I'm the president of the, uh, president of the company. So um, we, uh, you know, we, we started the company and I had a, a, a co-founder at the time that was on the technical side. So he could actually build logo designs and build websites and was really good at it. And we were kind of going back and forth on what the company name should be. And then I just threw it out there and I was like, you know, I've got this domain that I used, you you know, about a year ago and I just haven't done anything with it. And it's called Create the Movement. And um, he was just like, that's it. That's the name of the company. And I was like, well, good, because I actually own createthemovement.com. And so so in June of 2013, um, with zero clients, um, we launched uh, our company. I was, uh, I actually officed out of my, um, uh, my father-in-law's barn. And uh, so we started in a barn in, in South Tulsa County. Um, and when I say barn, it was, you know, it was nice, it had stained concrete. It had, uh, you know, it, it, we had a desk in there. It had, um, it had a non-working bathroom. So we had to actually walk outside to use the restroom at first and, um, (laughs) just awful. kind of, yeah, it was funny. It was kind of awkward too, because if we had to go up to the house and if anyone was there, they kind of knew, Oh, you got to use the restroom. Okay. Well, you couldn't just go out back. So we kind of know what you, what you need to use the restroom for. So, um, but yeah, we started in 2013 and, um, yeah, we're, we're approaching our five year mark here. Uh, uh, this, well, here in probably two days. So, um, well, happy anniversary. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Thank you. Yeah. And hitting a five year mark for a company is a really big deal. As we all know.
3: Yes. We've, we've gone through a lot of, uh, growing pains and, and joys. And do you mind if I kind of jump into this now? Isabella's? Oh yeah. I, feel <laughs> sure. I guess, guys. Um, so yeah, we, uh, Started out of a barn and my co-founder uh, was in actually Oklahoma, City, which is about an hour and a half away from, from us, um, probably the same distance as Orlando is to maybe Tampa. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I would go to Oklahoma City, you know, probably every other week and connect with him. Um, and finally we were able to get, uh, um, a, uh, one of my clients. So we started when we started growing, we started getting a lot of attorney clients because that was kind of my my niche market that I knew. I just knew a lot of attorneys, and so we started doing uh, marketing for for attorneys. And we had an attorney downtown Tulsa that had an office, um, and when I say office, I mean a closet. It was a uh, it was a ten by ten room, with um, no no outside windows. Um, it was literally a closet and he was like, well, we'll, we'll rent it to you guys, you know, for, um, just a, a very minimal cost. And so I thought I had made it big. I was like, man, we finally got an office in downtown <laughs> Tulsa, you know, we're, we're huge. And, um, and so, you know, I had a desk in there and then, uh, we actually ended up having, um, three desks in there, three people working in there at the same time, which got pretty crowded. Um, ended up parting ways with uh, our uh, um, co founder um, in Oklahoma City. Just things weren't really working the way I'd envisioned them. So um, we had a uh, not, not necessarily a falling out, but just a separation of our path. Um, I'm still friends with him today, and, uh, and we still have a good relationship, but uh, just kind of had a difference of vision on where we were going. So we had this closet and then across the hallway um, was a bigger office and that was kind of my vision to get a bigger office. And so um, we were downtown Tulsa for probably three years, uh, maybe a little bit more. And we ended up growing our company to um, close to 14 employees. So we had actually grown out of our closet. We, we came out of our closet into a bigger off- office and then expanded into a bigger office and so my wife and I, uh, my wife is our um, chief financial officer, chief business officer. Um, we realized that we were, you know, we'd grown this company to 14 employees. Um, we still had a lot of like HR issues and just kind of drama in the, in the office. Um, and we were, you know, leaving at 7 in the morning and getting home at 7 at night five days a week, you know, and again, I I mentioned earlier, I have three kids. So, Mm -hmm. you know, our kids were like, where, where are you guys at? Why aren't you home? Um, and so we just, we just kind of realized that, um, we had built a company that wasn't necessarily our vision. So, um, you know, it just, we were, uh, you know, staying late and, um, just, you know, stressed all the time. So, um, about a year ago, we started um, working, going to work remote. So rather than working in a bar, and I we, we made an office in my home, and we kind of did a slow slow model of um, working from home, meaning everyone would work from home on Fridays, and then um, the next month everyone would work from home on Tuesdays and Fridays, and the next month it was you know Monday Wednesday Friday. So. We tested it with the employees, and um, organically, some of the employees, it worked for them, and some of it didn't. Um, so we ended up kind of scaling back a little bit on employees, which in turn helped for, you know, our stress and, and the drama that we had to deal with and whatnot. So um, we, uh, yeah, we're, we have nine employees now. We have a lot of people that, that work outsource with us. And we're fully remote, all of us. So, um, there's a company
2: that works in a Starter Studio where I work out of, and they got together um, last weekend or last week, and they all work remote. And honest to goodness, there was about I want to say thirty five of them. And it, it, I when they all came in, and I was looking at the guy that I always see him sitting in his office by himself, I go. I had no idea. He said, yeah, this is how big we are, and we all work remotely, and we um, get together like once a month just to you know, see faces and things like that. And I went, that's amazing. And they were the happiest group of people, I'm going to tell you.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Are you still I mean, using the uh, half-remote type system where you're doing a couple of days a week remote and a couple of days a week in office, or are you totally remote now?
3: No, we're totally remote, yeah. So um, I, I believe it was August of, of last year, yeah, we were fully, fully remote. Um, so I went from, you know, wearing nice clothes to, to office every day to wearing flip flops and shorts. So (laughs) a whole um, lot more convenient. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So, and, uh, and I'm able to take my son to school every day and see my kids when they come home for school and still just get a lot more work done. You know, our commute was probably, um, an hour, each day, uh, from, you know, to, and from the office. And so that added two more hours onto our day. So, um, we did go through some, some growing pains as far as communication with employees. Um, and you know, people not being on time for meetings and stuff like that. So it, it took a little bit of tweaking, um, but it, it, it worked, uh, overall. So we've been doing it for about a year.
1: Um, What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned from owning your own company?
3: Biggest lesson, um, I would say, is really um, no one's going to love the company as much as you do. Um, But as long as you continue to cast vision on what you're doing and where you're going, um, then you can get a great team behind you that can do amazing things. So, Sorry, go go ahead.
0: Um, do you have any advice for people who are looking to increase their ability to explain their vision and become a a more clear and concise company? Basically, do you have any advice for that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would say really just, um, it helps to, to own your vision. Um, so if you know what you're doing and what you want, if you know what you don't want, then you know what you do want. Um, so just be willing to make sure you know what you don't want um, and then expand on the things that you do want. So um, there's a a great book out there called um, start with why by Simon Sinek.
2: Um,
3: And that, that'd be a good, good book to read as far as finding out, you know, your why um, on what you do. So definitely just in, in, with any business owner, I would encourage them to just um, continue to feed yourselves by reading books and and just really knowing your vision, but know, know what you won't do and then what you will do, mm-hmm. if that answers mm-hmm. the question.
0: Yeah, great advice, thank you.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's definitely, you're right that nobody will love it as much as you, because people will say to me, oh my God, you, you don't have a life, like this is all you do. I said, "This is this is what I love but it's also for a season it doesn't mean that it's going to stay this way because as you well know you know you were putting in all of these hours and and i don't have kids so i don't have to worry about that side of the uh... the equation but you know it's always nice to um, know that you're working towards something that you can um, own and grow i don't see my business as a baby you know people say oh this is your baby I go, no it's not <laughs> it's not a person it's a business and the goal is to be able to grow it and and get it to a certain place to either, um, you know, continue to have it thrive and, and grow and and run without me having to be there, or s- scale it and sell it. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, so what is uh, what kind of services do you do? I know you touched on some of it, but tell us what Create the Movement does.
3: Yeah. Well, a lot of what we do is um, really we consider ourselves an online marketing company. Um, so a lot of what we do is search engine optimization and getting, uh, small businesses to show up in search engines for what people are um, looking for. So, um, like I said, we, we work with a lot of attorneys. Um, we also work with like roofing companies, quite a few roofing companies. Uh, so, um, but part of online marketing includes, you know, web design, pay-per-click campaigns, social media, um, video production, logos and branding. And so, um, the good thing is I've built a pretty solid team around me that can do all of those things, such as build an awesome website that shows up well in search engines. Um, they know the kind of the tricks of search engine optimization and, um, how to get a website to show up well in Google search by, um, you know, doing the right things and, uh, the, the, what I call the, um, things that Google, um, enjoys seeing, not the, not the scary things that get your website blacklisted from Google. <laughs> um, you know, we do, uh, quite a bit, quite a bit of social media campaigns for clients, um, which I like doing, but, uh, you know, honestly, I, I really, part of my job is, is just client relations and I just love connecting with our clients and um, looking at the reports on how we're doing for them and um, setting up strategies to improve on uh, certain marketing campaigns that help them to show up online mm-hmm. um, So that's uh, yeah that's that's basically what we do. We help companies create a movement online by increasing their business.
2: That's super cool. So. I like your logo too and I will tell you that SEO optimization, they don't teach that in school. No. I've, not, I've not encountered a school that teaches it. I don't know. Maybe they teach it at full sale. That I do not know. But um, so far, the um, schools that I've worked with, I haven't found that. And usually it takes a lot of um, knowledge to be able to make that um, magic happen where the website is, you know, it's really driving traffic. So uh, kudos to you, because you just say those words, S-E-O, and people go, oh, my God, what is that? What does that really mean? And you can tell them the words, but they right. still go, I don't know. What is that really doing?
3: Yeah, quick, quick note. I... Um, Actually, got to teach an SEO class at uh, Victory Bible College this past semester. No way! Um, Congrats! You guys don't—you guys don't have to call me Professor Post, Ooh. <laughs> but that sounds pretty cool, <laughs> so we <you> might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so.
2: Professor Post. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that <laughs> has a nice Post. ring to it.
3: No, but yeah, actually, that was what it's—it it was a media um, part of their uh, business. They're teaching media, and they needed somebody to teach, you know, online marketing and SEO. So I had a eight week course at a um, Victory Bible College and, and was able to teach, um, teach there. But yeah, it's, a it's definitely such an in-depth thing that it's hard to teach even in a class. Yeah.
2: You so, don't teach yeah. that like, uh, it, it, yeah, it just doesn't happen. How right. did you begin right. your
0: learning experience with it? Like what was the start that brought you into learning about search engine optimization?
3: Uh, that's a great question. Yeah. Actually, um, when we first moved back to Tulsa and I got with, uh, um, that marketing company, um, that's kind of what we were doing is we were, you know, selling, um, I was selling services to, um, highly educated people. Um, and when I first got into the business, like I joke around, but I, I was like, you know, I didn't even know how to spell SEO. When I first started, <laughs> I was like SEO, what, what is that? And, and so, you know, I, I had, I was kind of the head salesman to, um, sell, search engine optimization to highly educated people. So I kind of put myself in a crash course on learning it. And I even worked on building my own website and getting it to show up for certain um, certain uh, keywords that I wanted to show up for. And so that kind of really helped me to understand it and learn it. But yeah, I was I was having to read um, books, I was reading blogs every day to to learn what it was. So I could sell it. <laughs> so, um, I yeah, put myself on a crash course on learning learning that business in uh, in a, a short amount of time. Mm.
2: Yeah, I and then there's S S E M.
3: Yeah, we um, consider it search engine marketing. Um, you know, and I, I kind of uh, look at that as also like um, paid advertising, pay per click campaigns. Um, Google AdWords is is one thing that we do a lot of, and that's where somebody you know pays to show up at the top of search engines, uh, usually Google, um, you know. And if you click on their their specific ad, then it'll charge them depending on how much the keyword costs, what that is. So, um, yeah, that's a lot of a lot of what we do. So, it's uh, it's fun stuff. We enjoy it for sure.
2: It definitely is. So um, you do SEO, SEM, social media, social media, video production, paid advertising. That's so much. <laughs> that is just like so much. It's overwhelming. And that's a really good um, set of services to be able to provide to clients. Um, but I think it's interesting that you have law firms and then you have construction companies. Isn't yeah, yeah. Yeah. You one is, is very totally professional and uh, like white collar. And then the other is the one in the T-shirts. So it's just interesting. There's like advertising. Yeah. <laughs> construction is it because of like we're in hurricane season. So is it for that reason? Why? Why so many construction companies? I did not know there was that much building uh, going on in Tulsa.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so we're, we're actually a uh, national company. So we have clients from Alaska to Florida to, you know, up in, uh, I think, New York down to California. So we've got we've got clients in I think it's 27 different states right now. So, wow. um, So yeah, we try to and, and uh, the reason I got into construction was just I don't know. Um, I, I, I know how to talk to attorneys and uh, I also do a good job at talking to, you know, the normal you know, blue collar construction guy. So mm-hmm. I've kind of had a, a wide range of experiences in my life to where, um, I feel like I can communicate on different, different levels.
1: And speaking of experiences, I don't know if we asked earlier, but, um, where did you go to school? And if so, where did you major?
3: Um, yeah, actually I went to central um, Christian college and, um, it's kind of a long, uh, kind of a short, uh, or sorry, a, a funny story, but I always tell people I, I managed to fit to fit, my uh, four year degree into 15 years because it took me that long to to finish my degree. Um, I, you know, I got married, um, at a pretty young age, I think we're 21 and I had my daughter, um, you know, I think like 11 months after I got married. And so, um, I had to grow up really quickly. So my college had to kind of go by the wayside and I started working in the corporate world and, and moving up in the corporate world. Um, And so uh, when I was working in the nonprofit sector, I I really enjoyed um, just learning about, um, you know, the different types of um, spiritual um, platforms and and, uh, um, studying and reading the Bible. And so I actually got my um, degree in uh, leadership and organizational management um, at, uh, at Central Christian. It was it was all. Um, basically um, online. So after 15 years, I actually finished my four-year <laughs> degree. It took me. Well, a bit it's not about
2: people. you know when it was you finished, and that's really great. I'm sure you're okay. stressing that your own kids uh, that you may want them to go to college too.
3: Yeah, actually, um, my my daughter, who's 20 now, she just turned 20 last week. No way. Um, yeah, she is. Um, she's going to uh, beauty college, so she's going to be a cosmetologist. Um, so she really enjoys that. My middle son, who's um, going to be, or he is a senior in high school now, he really wants to go to college. And so um, he's, he's starting to look for what colleges to go to. He really likes the animation um, area, and he's a, in Tulsa Tech taking an animation course right now um, through school. And so he's he's looking at colleges to go to after that. And uh, my youngest one's eleven, and we're just trying to get him through elementary school right now. So <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, talk about cool. college.
2: That's interesting. You have like such a, a, a vast difference there. College, yes. twenty, and then eleven. Right. Right. Yeah.
3: Yep. So.
2: So. Um, so that was that was interesting, but. Um, so now, you know, you're over here, you finished college, and now you can relate to your students in a whole different way since you're on the teaching side of it. I think that's pretty cool because yeah. you may encounter people that go to school at night, the non-traditional learners, you know, that have um, day jobs, and they'll really be able to relate to your story.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It helps. helps for sure.
2: So yeah. you um, are part of my... Intern Whisper employer club, so to speak. I guess I should make a little group for that, a <laughs> Facebook group. Um, and I was testing out the ability to do um, remote training with you at the time, and then also helping to manage a student remotely because I was wanting to see, okay, now, is th- how is this gonna work for remote internships? And then I also wanted to see how it was going to work with just the training side. And I've refined my processes much better. So, you know, that's something that I got out of it. But what did you get out of the, um, the training that I gave you or, or working with the, the student and having her in there? Because I remember us having a conversation and you said you hadn't had uh, a lot of luck working with interns and you felt that that was helpful, which I'm giving my own plug to be perfectly clear, but I really appreciated you sharing that with me. Um, but what, how was it any different or why was it different?
3: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm really kind of excited to talk about this because you know, one thing that, um, before Isabella, before you and I connected, um, I was, always wanted to have interns, but I never knew, like, a process to go out and get them. Um, and what really surprised me about working with you is the amount of, I would say, quality candidates that we got. Um, I think in, in the amount, I mean, and as quickly as you connected with some of our um, universities around here, I think you connected with Oklahoma State University um, Tulsa University, mm-hmm. um, Oklahoma University, Royal Roberts. Yeah. And you were, it, it was just amazing. Like I, I couldn't really get my foot in the door with those people. I didn't try that hard, but, um, it, it, it was just amazing how quickly you got your foot in the door. So I was impressed with your processes to be able to, you know, even list, a, an intern, um, position at our company. And, mind you guys, it was, it was non-paid internship. So, um, you know, and and I know there's companies out there that do paid, but, uh, you know, we were, we were still really new. So I was amazed with just the, um, quality candidates that we got and then, uh, the process that you took them through, um, you know, with, you would, you, you would kind of basically vet them, right,
1: Isabella, before you would even
3: send them to me. Um, and so you would kind of send me some of the top candidates that you got, correct?
2: That is true, that is true. Because I was giving um, assessments, and I still do, um, to make sure that I'm finding somebody that would be a good match. But it's also part of the process is understanding what the, um, the culture is and what the employer's wanting. Um, I, this is exciting on my side. I am getting um, finishing my certification in Estimate and it is a personality assessment tool that's out of uh, Denmark, with a Slater Consult. And part of the reason why I wanted that certification is it helps to. Um, they have a number of interesting facets. It's an eight-faceted um, assessment, and one of them is innovation, which is really key for any business owner, but especially entrepreneurs. Uh, and there's a grit score that you know your tenacity your persistence and I w- was wanting that particular um, opportunity to facilitate that as a training program for leadership but also in team communications and so it's going to be part of the interim pursuit software program so that it's uh, being able to help in the remote certainly in remote working conditions with your team but also when working with interns remotely so that's a something that's a plus there um, but you're right you know it was really being able to share what students look for and what your responsibility was on the employer side when you're asking somebody to be in an unpaid internship
3: yeah and it's really it's really ta- kind of taught me a lot um, to just know um, you know, what, what to ask for, what to look for in an intern. Um, you know, I think at first I was just like, okay, so you're willing to work for me for 10 or 20 hours a week without me paying you. And, you know, the actual interns excited about it. And then now that I'm on the other side of it, um, I've had several interns that have put me down as a reference. They've put me down, you know, put it, put us down on their, uh, resume or on their LinkedIn page, mm-hmm. asked for a you know a LinkedIn recommendation. And um, now I can kind of see that, okay, well they they gained some experience. I've got one um, girl that worked with us and she actually um, moved to uh, Panama. Um, and she is working at a full-time marketing agency doing social media. And the she said the reason that she got that job was because the intern you know position that she had with us, over you know over the summer so, that's
2: amazing that's yeah wonderful. um you
3: know I've, I've had one that uh didn't want to go into marketing at all after ours, Right. You had it was two. A, <laughs> a good experience for her, i guess um, oh yeah
2: that's really valuable because you it's just as important to know what you don't want to do right
3: right so you don't right.
2: have to um spend that time in courses and in a career path that's it's not what you want to do. Because I usually will so tell people is I spent two years as a financial analyst and I realized I'm not that.
3: <laughs> you realize you're not a yeah, financial analyst.
2: I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I loved everything else about the job, but not, not that side of it just because the numbers were not my thing. Right. That I, I just didn't like sitting and doing numbers.
3: Um, I'd say one thing you know, I wanted to mention, too, about working with interns is um, – you know, when, again, when I first started, I was just like, okay, you know, this this young adult is coming in working, you know, for me for 20 hours a week. I'm not, I'm not paying them. And so I uh, the first probably few I had, I wasn't very – I'm a very on-time person, um, so I'm very punctual. And so punctuality is very important to me. And so, you know, I had one intern that was showing up late you know, every day. And this, you know, probably a week went past and I was like, well, she's, you know, I'm not necessarily paying her, so I can't really hold her accountable or, or fire. her, But um, I um, ended up pulling her into my office and just explaining to her, Hey, listen, part of this intern program is that, you know, you're, you're punctual and that you're on time and I need you to be on time. And, um, she she later told me that no one had ever really expressed that to her she was probably 21 and no one had ever really expressed to her maybe it was the culture that she grew up in or where who she was with but nobody had ever told her hey it's important to be on time to your job and
2: it really is and that's your mentoring that you were giving her that's that's wonderful because that is even i i know that there's a a perception that <clears throat> or you know a thinking that money is the only way that people are compensated but what people want more sometimes way more than money is going to be a tangible job experience and somebody that is actually helping them and showing that they're investing in them because we have to invest in interns that's for sure
3: right exactly yeah she ended up asking me you know hey what are some Books I could read because she saw that I was always, you know, reading, reading books and recommending books, and so, um, you know, she was like, "What podcasts can I listen to?" And yeah, just the whole mentoring um, someone is is is, you know very valuable, even you know almost sometimes more valuable than than money itself. Mm -hmm. Mm So,
2: all right. Well, I know I've been asking a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let the guys ask. Okay, Okay, you guys do some of the conversation
0: here yeah we were just on the topic of podcasts and i believe we talked earlier about you have your own podcast correct yes yeah can yes. you tell me a little bit about that please
3: yeah absolutely so um gosh i think it was about two years ago we decided to launch a podcast and um you know i was working with a lot of uh, creative guys that wanted to um to make it you know awesome and So we had all these uh, amazing ideas and uh, we wanted to make it like, you know, there's some of them out there that are just masterfully made, like, um, uh, you know, like startup, you know, Gimlet Media's podcasts are just, they're just off the charts. Awesome. And, um, and so we we started listening to those and, and trying to have ideas to do that. But we were just like, you know, I'm, I'm the type of guy that wants to push through something to get it out there rather than making it perfect and spending, you know, 40 to 80 hours and mastering a, um, one 15 minute episode. And so, um, I said, you know what, let's just start recording, um, podcasts via, via Skype or their interviews. We can ask six or seven questions and let's just get it out there. And so I think we're on our, you know, we probably do two a month. And, you know, I just started interviewing, um, we, we first started out specific topics with our employees and then I just started interviewing people Isab- Isabella was a, a, a guest on our show, right? Mm-hmm. Isabella. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of made it like the, the 1 million cups mentality is, um, I'm all about uh, collaboration and not necessarily competition. And so I may have uh, one of my friends that's a web designer, um, on our show, and, you know, give him a shout out, put him, put his link to his website on our, on our, um, on our website, you know, if you guys want to hire him to do um, a website, or if you want to hire this guy to do SEO, um, it was all about collaborating and just sharing um, information. And I really feel like that's a, that's just a, you know, a life giving mindset to go with. I think Isabella, we pushed your intern program and shared different links and the different things that were that you were working on um but yeah it's really for uh for small business people that want to learn more about marketing and i go and interview um, experts in the field based on different subjects um it's usually marketing related but we've done we've done the intern one we've done leadership ones we've done um coaching style ones so um that's kind of kind of where where it started and what was the name of the podcast again Sorry,
1: um,
3: I just got too excited. I didn't even tell you the name of the podcast. Just
1: but. so our listeners know where to find you as well. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's actually Create the Movement uh, podcast. Can you find that on your website? Uh, well, yeah, you, um, in the blog section of createthemovement.com, mm-hmm. um, it'll have our podcast listed. Um, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, um, we're on um, Audio Boom. So you just yeah, you can look up Create the Movement podcast.
1: All right, thank you. And of course, we're ending the near of our show with you. So one of the last questions we did want to ask you is about great leaders. So could you name someone up, uh, who's affected your
3: life in a positive way?
1: Can be more I'm than glad one we person,
3: got right? to this question. <laughs> um, I really am, because uh, <clears throat> just to kind of share a story about uh, three years ago, there's a guy who lives in my local town, um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, his name is Jim Stovall. Jim Stovall um, has written over 40 books. He is, um, one of his books called the ultimate gift was made into a motion or a major motion picture.
2: I've seen that. Um, That's a good movie. Yeah.
3: too. And, um, I think five of his 40 books have been made into uh, movies and he's actually, um, he's a business owner and he's blind. Um, he started losing his sight in his twenties and, uh, I I emailed him just to meet with him, just to see, you know, if I could meet with him. My mom has a connection to his parents, um, because she works in a uh, retirement community. And, um, and so I just asked to meet with him and he, I I met with him and the first time I met with him, um, you know, kind of had his arms crossed, not necessarily arms crossed, but just kind of like, who, who is this young kid that wants to meet with me? He's, He's very much, a, you know, a very wealthy man. And, um, after he found out who I was and that I was connected, um, to his mom, he just kind of opened up his arms and I think I walked out of his office with four different books of his, <laughs> um, you know, just handed me, you know, books and he was like, Hey, you know, he kept asking Beth, Beth, can you bring me another book? You know? And, uh, and so I read those four books and went back to him and had questions and, um, he gave me two more books. And so I read those and went back to him and had questions. And then I was just kind of like, part of his story was um, he had a mentor in his life that helped him to get to where he is today. And so I just asked him, I said, you know, would you be willing to mentor me? And he was like, you know, absolutely. I, you know, And he always takes my calls, always returns my emails within probably a few hours. I meet with him in person once a month. He's helped me through a lot. I, when I first started meeting with him, I, I tell him, you know, it's uh, I, I couldn't, you know, probably couldn't even afford to, to buy him dinner. And then I, um, about six months ago, I was able to take him and his wife and my wife to dinner at a very nice restaurant and pay for it. So it's just uh, it's been really uh, helpful to have him in my life. His name is, uh, again, Jim Stovall. Um, and uh, yeah, just a great mentor in my life.
2: Yeah, I like that movie, too. I, I haven't read the book, but the movie was really good.
3: Yeah, and he's probably publishing um, four books this year, one of them that came out, um, The Art of Optimism, which was his most recent book. Um, but he also he listens to books and he goes, he's read more books than anyone I've ever known. He listens to one book a day. Um, mm-hmm. So 365 books a year. Uh, he listens to him of course audio and has them on like 10 times speed like listens to him super fast but uh, yeah he goes through one book a day um, and he's just been a great role ro- role model in my life
2: That's cool. That's so. really cool. Do we have time for the innovation question?
1: We do not. Oh. We do not. Uh, <laughs> we
2: didn't do our p- our right. uh, partner shout out, did we the second But we one?
1: still have time. Okay. But before we do that, I want to say thank you uh, for being one of our guests tonight.
3: Absolutely. Thank you guys. This has been really, really fun, and exciting.
0: Glad you enjoyed it. And for our second sponsor of the night, it is Affiliate Manager. Affiliate Manager offers a complete management service that covers all aspects of developing and optimizing an affiliate program from top to bottom. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, we make it a point to, to require minimal work for our m- merchant partners. You can reach them at AffiliateManager.com. Thank you, Affiliate Manager, for sponsoring the Intern Whisper Live.
2: New music by Sophie Lloyd, our sound engineer <laughs> with Interim Pursuit Game. Thank you,
1: Sophie. But of course, before we end the show, does Isabella want to talk about something really important?
2: Oh yes, I need people to complete our surveys. We have, I am a part of UCF's iCorps program, and the goal is to have a hundred employers and a hundred student surveys by tomorrow. And the count is, so far I have 48 students that have completed surveys and 27 employers. So if you are an employer that has ever worked with interns or wants to work with interns, um, you can find our survey on our internpursuit.com on our Facebook page, Intern Pursuit Facebook. And you can also find it on Pivot Business Consulting's Facebook page. And the same is for students. So please, please, please complete our survey. If you were a student that did an internship, then I need your help also. And I think that pretty much wraps up my um, messages there. Do we have any shout-outs for tonight that anyone would like to give? Oh, Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to, as always, to my two spectacular um, co-hosts here. Thank you, thank you, and a shout-out to our
1: boss as well, Isabella.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, I appreciate it. I love you guys being here, (laughs) and you make it so easy for me. Um, (laughs) You make it so much fun. (laughs) Thank you. I want to give a shout-out to our followers. I'm so happy. So we have Aunt Cindy, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Cynthia. Aunt Aunt Cynthia.
2: Cynthia. And then Diana. Hi, Diana. Hi, Diana. And then um, Jimmy...
1: Thomas, who, my brother. That
2: is your brother. Yeah, my whole family's that's just joining in. Awesome. <laughs> this is so exciting. It's becoming a family thing here. I love that. And I want to give a special shout-out to Gonzalo and Hubert and Joe and um, a new intern that's just joined us on the software team. Her name is Lisette. <clears throat> and then all of my other marketing people. Oh, my gosh. There's like 10 of them. I can't list them all. <laughs> but I'm going to have to give a shout-out to them all. Katrina and and Jeff and and Sarah and just make sure that they all know that they're uh, loved and and I appreciate them along with um, our new client. We're going to have a new client on Friday that's coming in that I'm going to be writing a business plan. So current clients, past clients, we love you all and I think that's it for my side.
3: Any shout-outs for you, Brad? Um. I would have to say you guys. Yeah, thanks for for letting me be on the show. Um, And, uh, yeah, I'm just just glad to be a part of it. All right, we hope to have you soon again. Yeah,
0: Thank Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Any shouts for you, Val?
0: Um, Just to my parents, if you're listening. (coughs) I think that they are, but thank you so much for listening. Again, thanks to Brad for joining us today. And thank you, Isabel, for letting us produce the show.
2: So, um, Jerron, your turn.
1: Oh, shout outs to my family for helping grow this business. because yes. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be our biggest supporters. <laughs> they are your posse.
2: I'm gonna tell you, uh, they are the posse. I where where is um, Aunt Darlene?
1: I mean, maybe she was busy, but my brother came in like to fill I know, in for her. This so is awesome. I'll take it. <laughs> He's there too. I was
2: going. Okay, I figured that was a family tie there for uh, you. All right. Uh,
0: so we'd like to end the show just how we started it. Uh, oh, I'm missing something.
1: Oh, no, you're right. Oh, okay. Go you're looking at you're me you're like
0: I've something wrong. like, oh. what did I do?
1: No. Um, uh, so this has been Val. This has been Jerron.
2: This is Isabella. And we're pointing to you, Brad. You're supposed to say, this is Brad.
1: This is Brad. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. And thank you for listening to the Intern Whisperer Live.